When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, stumps on day one up at the Gabba had the West Indies 8 for 266. Something of a roller coaster opener too to uh, the second test between the Aussies and the Windies after the visitors lost five wickets in the first session. If you don't mind, have them five for 64 at T and... Adam Waters, I welcome you in, our SN cricket guru and caller. Of course, you must have been thinking, hey, I might be home in two days here, but then they dug in. Oh, g'day, boys. There's no doubt about that. I thought I was home on Saturday, <laughs> 5 to 64, and it, it didn't look good. I mean, that's obviously their top order out um, at that first break, and they look shell-shocked, really, because they had won the toss and, and elected to bat on really what was a good batting pitch. Um, but the way they were dismissed, it, it, it just it, it just didn't feel good at all. Um, I think even you know in the media centre, a lot of us were sort of thinking this is this is dreadful. Um, it was because it really was poor cricket. But credit to Hodge and De Silva, they uh, and they even said this after play, we wanted to show some fight, and they did. They put on a 149 run partnership. Uh, they batted for three hours together, and for the first time, pretty much. Since that first test match, Australia were out there for a long period of time, sort of searching for answers. They were put under pressure, and it was uh, it was great to see. A bit of fight. Absolutely, mm. Whitey. Mm. We're, and they're not done yet. They've still got uh, a couple of wickets up their sleeve, so might, you know, inch toward... Or a bit of wagging. A bit of tail Perhaps wagging. the tail might wag. It might not, too. But I guess this is something that might... You know, this is a young West Indian team with uh, a heap of guys who haven't played... March or any test cricket. So, you know, the, the, the most difficult environment against the best team in the world. This could set them up for, for you know, the next five or so years if this group can have a, have a performance like this and, and set themselves up as a team who will fight. JJ, it certainly seems that way. This is a team that is exactly what you said. It's incredibly inexperienced. I mean, even someone like Hodge, he's 30 years of age, but this is only his second test match. And Kevin Sinclair, who's out there at the moment, is about... You know, he'll resume about 18, not out. It's his first test match. And we know what Shamar Joseph did in his first test match in Adelaide. But this group, they've got a bit of a, not so much a chip on their shoulder, but they really want to prove a point that West Indian test cricket's not dead. These guys want to be here playing the long form of a game. Um, so I think as a result of that, you know, that we did see a little bit of fight from them at times in Adelaide. They did have Australia 6 or 140 in their first innings. And again, you know, last night when things looked pretty grim, uh, they dug in and, and showed that they want to be here for the battle. So I think from a, a spectator point of view, a cricket fan point of view, 
I think we all know that Australia are better than the West Indies, but we do want to see a competitive fight, and we did certainly see that last time. Hey, Waddy, this is somewhat off-topic and a question without notice, but we had a caller earlier just uh, wondering out loud, why is it that the pink ball, you know, why is it more lively than the red ball or the white ball, or, or is it in fact? And would, would the red ball be doing the same thing at this hour of the day? Have you got a, a, a specific reason for us? Well, it's a good question. I think a lot of it's got to do with the the, the lacquer that they have to put on the ball to protect the the, the pink colour, mm. um, whereas the red ball, it's more a traditional thing. And it's, so the best way of describing it is you think of the white ball in one-day cricket, how it really does swing a lot at night early, and then it sort of settles down. Um, a, bit, a bit the same with the pink ball. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. But um, I think also, particularly here at the Gabba, because it is so humid, like you wouldn't realise on television, it was just so hot and humid yesterday that often with humidity, the ball swings a lot more as well, particularly at night. So I don't think the ball did a hell of a lot um, last night when Australia took the second new ball. Um, the pitch here is very different to what we've seen throughout the course of the summer. They've shaved the grass off. So for all those cricket nuffies out there, the pitch was cut to three mils of grass. Oh. Whereas if you compare that with, say, the MCG and the Adelaide Oval, it was eight mils. So as good as the West Indies have done to fight back to get to eight for 266, I do expect Australia to bat really big today and tomorrow. Certainly, I reckon uh, Mitchell Stark knows how the pink ball is made because he's perfected bowling with it. Uh, joins the 350-wicket club uh, behind uh, Warnie McGrath, Lyon and Lilly. He's going to go past Dennis Lilly shortly, only three wickets behind him and will be fourth all time. Hard to see him going past Nathan Lyon. But, gee, what a career he's had, Mitchell Stark, and uh, an absolute menace with that, uh, with that pink ball. Yeah, and the reason why he's so good with the pink ball is that he does swing it and he does bowl a much fuller length to, to someone like a Hazelwood or, mm. or a Pat Cummins. But, and, and that's why he's also been so good in one-day cricket. Um, look, he's a, been a bit of a maligned figure throughout his career. You know, Shane Wong was always really mm. hard on him early in his career. But, you know, facts are facts. I mean, as you say, he'll go past Dennis Lee potentially in this match and there's no hint that he's even thinking about retirement so he's going to get well over 400 test wickets um, and just the three of them I think we take them for granted a little bit Stark Hazelwood and Cummins what they've been able to do um, over their career collectively as a group it's a it's a relentless uh, trio and you know they don't want to rest anymore now we've got a, a change of um, you know a change of coach and a, and a change of philosophy they want to play every test match possible and then when you throw in Nathan Lyon as well, this is probably the best bowling attack collectively Australia has ever had. Hey, Whitey, if uh, this pitch has been uh, mown down to three mils uh, and it's a very nice batting track, that'll, uh, that can only add to the pressure for our uh, newest opener. Yeah, I must confess I was, I was looking in very closely last night there at one point thinking, I'm not sure whether Steve Smith really wants to go out there and bat for 10 overs <laughs> mm-hmm. last night. With a, with a brand new pink ball. It is a great opportunity for him, though, Josh. I, there is pressure. Yeah, I, I understand that. But considering if you look at all the pitches that Australia has had to play on throughout the course of this summer, they've all been a bit bowler-friendly. This one isn't. So there's no excuses for Australia here. I, you know, they haven't batted well um, as a group for the entire summer. Their bowlers have got them out of trouble for most of the, of the matches that have been played so far. So this is their day. Um, so we're going to find out um, about Steve Smith opening the batting. We're going to find out about Marnus Labashain at three because he hasn't had a great summer. 
we're certainly going to find out about Cameron Green at four. So it's going to be an interesting day because there are absolutely no excuses for them. What a great afternoon to spend on Australia Day uh, on the couch, uh, watching it all unfold. Uh, Whitey, and listening to you as well via SEN, doing a top job up there at the Gab. I appreciate your time, mate. Thanks for fitting us in this morning. Thanks, boys. Have a great day. There he is, Adam White there, SEN Cricket Caller, joining us from up in Brisbane. We've been powered this morning, as we are every morning, by Kubota. You can take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. And you want to be a trailblazer. Oh, Get your name on the first ever Mavs game day dress. Become a member today. Head to melbournemavericks.com. Who are we looking at? Uh, big De Stoops just strutting on in. It looks like he's got a big show planned. Always got a big show planned. Has Julio. Peacock. And uh, he's going to join us on the other side of our final break.